All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a special edition of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, October 31st, Halloween of 2022. Got dressed up for you guys today. Hope you enjoy it. Trying to put a smile on everybody's face tuning into the stream today. So I hope that you know you're all dressing up and having a good time today be able to get in some trick-or-treating in between uh dfs late swaps but nevertheless you know this is a show where we go over how to use the saber sim app answer all questions that come in via youtube chat or via the office hours channel in discord if you're not a member of our discord be sure to click the link below that'll get you access to our discord a lot of great conversation going on in there all the time, strategy related, any and all questions. The team's always around, a lot of sharp people in the community. But that being said, we're going to get going today. First thing is first, we got to get started with the weekly max challenge. If you're not aware of what the weekly max challenge is, I'm going to pull it up on screen here for you. So one quick second. But it's basically, you know, a giveaway that we've been running all NFL season giving away awesome prizes. And actually, one thing I wanted to show everybody was that our first winner who took down the Mini Max 12-pack abs just recently received his championship belt that we ordered him. So wanted to bring this on the screen for everybody. That way you can get a look at what you are participating for every week. First out of 297,265 12-pack abs, customized belt looks just awesome came out really good so you know this is what you guys are participating for every week if you do indeed take down the mini max i know we already had two other bink winners so their uh belts are in production on the way get in on the action still a lot of time in the nfl season just coming up on about halfway through the season, giving out awesome prizes each and every week. So that being said, you know, we're going to go and give our first prize away, which is going to be the randomly selected winner for the free entries into next week's mini max. So I was looking, we have 137 people that enter that max entered this week. We're going to hit the shuffle a couple times and then we are going to spin next week's mini max. And the winner is Kelvin Doves. Kelvin Doves, congratulations. Winning the entry to next week's mini max. We will reach out to you and make sure that you get your tickets. And last but not least, our highest scorer for this week was Seminole DFS. Seminole came in sixth in the large mini max with a score of 263.58. Congrats, Seminole. We're going to get you your prizes as well. So Seminole will get one free month of Sabersim Advance, a t-shirt, and an entry into our end of the season free roll. Congratulations to the winners. Continue to participate, and hopefully you guys can get in on the action and get all of these awesome prizes. But, you know, if you're like, hey, I want to get in on the action, I don't know where to sign up. If you jump into our Discord channel in the NFL, there is a 
thread pinned with the link to join the max challenge. So that's where that can be found. But that being said, we're going to get back to our normal, awesome hours here. So coming back to SaberSim, going to get this up on the screen. Not that many questions in the queue, everybody. I know we have the time change this week, so a little different from what we've been doing in the past. So if you guys have questions, get them in now. We're going to you know, keep rolling with the stream. So that being said, first question today came in from SMH1102 in Discord. Going to get this over here. Said, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought Jordan said in one of the videos that it's less risky to adjust player exposures than projections. Am I better off adjusting player exposures or adjusting projections by one point or 10%? Okay, really good question. Happy to talk about this. <clears throat> I think this is a better question for NBA. So let's just hover over to NBA. We'll talk a little bit about this. So, you know, going back to your comment about, you know, previous advice. From Jordan. So what Jordan is basically saying is that, you know, when you adjust projections in the home screen, you are affecting the player, the player's point outputs in the Sims. So if I were to adjust Giannis by, let's say like five points, you know, put him up to 62. So now every, every game Sim that we pull for him, when he scores 60, fantasy points you're tacking on five points to that so now he scored 65 in the sim when he scores 50 now he scored 55 so you're you're affecting the sim outputs a lot more by adjusting the projection which is why jordan typically would recommend you know running a build without those adjustments and then just telling the builder that hey you know i just want more exposure to this player because i think you know one way or the other that's really what you're trying to do is get more exposure to Jonas in in that example because you know you think he's just a great play on this slate given the research that you've done and you're just not seeing him come up enough in here so you know let's see what he's coming in at zero percent wow so then you're like, like, no, you know, I don't, I don't want 0% of him. I want more. So, you know, let's say, you know, you crank it up to 25% and then let's say you crank this up to, you know, 50. And <clears throat> basically if you're not, if you continue to increase his min exposure to a level and you get to a point where the builder says, you know, Hey, you know, I can't meet that much exposure we just don't have enough lineups in the pool with this player. So from that point, that's the only reason that you wouldn't just do it in the post-build screen with exposures. So if you run into that issue, I recommend a couple steps. The first thing is that, you know, you see that you have a pool of 500 right here. So the first thing I would do is I would run a new build without adjusting projections, and I would increase the pool size. You can increase it to 1,000 or the most lineups you can run at the moment is 1,500. So you would increase it to 1,500. This will give you, you know, three times large size of your pool. So hopefully you can meet the exposures that you want within those parameters. If you are increasing your pool size to 1,500 and that is still not working, then I would come in and adjust the projections. I think, you know, Adjusting by 10% is more 
of a better like solution just because you know you say adjust projections by one point well one point to Jonas at you know 57 and 12k salary is a lot different than one point at Joe Harris 4k salary and 18 points so those impacts the impact will be different depending on who you use so I think like 10 percent as like a baseline is is a good start and then you know if you're if you're not if you're still not getting to him you know increase his projection more and you know maybe stay with those 10% increments until you're getting enough of him in the post build fade phase as you want or whether it's a group of players or or not so that's my best advice on you know handling exposures versus projections you know i would really try and stay away from projections until adjusting projections until you have to and and if you have to you know that that's fine. I mean, if you think that, you know, he's going to be a lot closer to his 75th percentile outcome than, than we think he is, then that's okay. And if you want to take a stand, I encourage you to do so. So, you know, it's always nice to like come over here and look at the percentiles and see what different players score at different percentile outcomes. So those are my thoughts there. We are going to move on to the next question. Got a question here from Ferris. Madane, I believe I'm doing my best to pronounce that. Uh, so Ferris said, is it optimal to go deep in the player pool to add a player to your exposure? For example, for me to add a share of Steph Curry, I had to go to lineup 814 of 1500. What's the right way to go about this? Okay, I really like this question. I think this is a good question. and something that we were talking about last week, kind of building on that topic. I think it was a question from uncrabby cabby and you know the, the question last week was like how do i know if the adjustments to exposures that i'm making are suboptimal and uh you know we kind of talked about this saying like you know if you have to go really far into your pool like bottom half or lower to go and get players maybe you should take a step back and ask yourself hey you know why do i want this player what is it founded in and, you know, you're just like, if, if your answer is like, you know, Steph Curry is just a really good player and I don't want to get beat by him. And, you know, if you want to have like so much exposure as like a, like a cautionary thing, I mean, I, I understand, I understand why people do that. And what I would say is that, you know, if you're, if you're in a build, right, <clears throat> we're going to use this in, as an example. And one thing I would like to do is check somebody's pool exposure. So if you grab your little scroll and you scroll over here, you can see somebody's pool exposure. So this exposure is what you are seeing in the number of lineups that you have listed. And then the pool exposure is showing you how often somebody comes up in your entire pool of 500 lineups. So, you know, you can, you can sort by this and then see like, okay, you know, Ben Simmons is at 82% in the pool and I have hundred percent exposure to him. Those things kind of match up to me. And then, you know, one thing we talked about last week was when when somebody's pool exposure is lower than their ownership, but you're getting like a lot of them in your lineups. I think that can be like a little bit of like a, a cautionary thing. So I'm, I'm not seeing anybody who really stands out in that way, but that is something that I like to uh, look out for. And maybe, you know, I think Jonas is like a perfect example because we manually did it. So, you know, his ownership is 18%. He's only showing up in the pool about 11%. But 
but we're forcing 50% of him into our, into our lineups. And it's like, you know, how, how optimal is that really? Is that, you know, suboptimal? Like, why do I like him? And, you know, the answer is I, I don't, I just used him for the example, but let's just scroll down and then see how far in the pool we're going to get him. So, you know, we have to go all the way to lineup 222 to get 10% of him, which is like, fine but let's say you know we wanted to lock him let's say you know we just really just loved him and and thought he was a good play like now how far do we have to go okay 268 that's not that's not terrible but let's say you know we let's say this is like lineup 500 this is like 490 something and it's you know like yeah we're getting to the player we want but we're sacrificing the strength of the lineup as a whole to do that so, you know, what are good ways to combat that? I think, you know, that's what this person really asked the question for. That's what they're here for is, you know, how do I, how do I handle that? And I, I think that the first question is to, you know, ask yourself, you know, why do you want this player? How much of this player do you really want? And then answer those, answer those things. And it's like, like, you know, you know, I've, I've done research, I've, done research outside of Sabersim and I've, I've listened to podcasts or, you know, read this or that. And I think so-and-so is, is a really good play that um, Sabersim is undervaluing. Okay, great. You've determined that for yourself. So now the next question is how much exposure do you want to this player? And you say, you know what? I'm building 20 lineups for tonight's slate. I want 50% of him. I want at least half of my lineups to have him. Okay, great. So then you come into the post build, you put in 50%. Let's say, you know, the lineups that you're seeing are still really low Sabre score. Okay, the best thing to do is to increase his projection in step one. So by doing this, you're basically telling the builder that, hey, you know, I think his outcome is going to be closer to his higher percentiles, and I want to increase this. And then I want to run a new build with this taken into account. That way he is incorporated into lineups with higher Saber scores overall. And then now what we're going to see is that we have 50% of him right out of the gate. And this 50% is in our top 20 lineups. So this is exactly what we want. The lineup, he gets worked into lineups where the lineup strength overall is much stronger. And if you have convictions about players in this way, this is how I would handle it. So I think this is the right way to go about it. And, you know, really similar kind of building on the last question that we just talked about. So try and handle things this way. And let me know if you guys have any more questions there. All right. Got a question here from Eagles1985. And I'm going to get this one in the chat. <clears throat> Eagles said, how do you put lineups into Yahoo? Okay. So we can hover over here. Let's say, you know, we're playing Yahoo NBA today. And, you know, it's going to be like really similar to how you submit lineups for, for other sites like in, inside Saberson. So first thing I would do is I would come in here to the entries and then I would download a template file from Yahoo. I believe this will take you to a page. Let me see if I can get Yahoo up here because I do not have anything. <laughs> Neil said, it's rude not to answer the phone, Andrew. It said, uh, it said spam risk. You know, what am I supposed to do? Dang spam calls. Uh, sorry about that. But, okay. So, going to get 
uh, Yahoo pulled up here, and you know I don't have any any uh, lineups in for Yahoo at the moment, but I'll just kind of show you guys what it would look like. So if you go to Yahoo, you know you go to my contests, you go to upcoming. So you will have like an upcoming here, and from here you'll be able to uh, download a CSV. I don't know that if you hit this button, if it automatically downloads it like DraftKings, because when you hit it for FanDuel, it takes you to a page, and then you have to interact with the page to get your CSV. So I'm not sure if you have to interact with Yahoo to get the CSV or not, but basically you'll download it, you'll get your entries file in here, you're just going to build lineups like you would for um, any site. So just run a couple lineups here. And then while this runs, I'm going to switch my screen back here. And 500 lineups are built by the time I was able to swap screens. So then, boom, you know, lineups come in. You like this lineup file. All you're going to do is you're going to come over here. You're going to fill your entries and you're going to fill them, you know, using unique random, unique rank or the rank fill, however you see fit. You're going to save the save the lineups and then you are going to go back to Yahoo, go back to the upcoming and wherever you downloaded your lineups from, that's basically the same place you will upload it. So really quickly, you know, if you come over here to our um help docs if you if you go to the settings on the top right and then you hit the help that will pull up our support page oops i don't know why that's happening so something a little funky with the screen share gonna try that again okay that's much better so if you come in here to our support docs if you go to view more and then if you come into the top you could type in yahoo and then it'll we have this uh, file how to fill entries and then yahoo is incorporated in this so i believe you just have to watch the video jordan walks through how to enter lineups for yahoo i would check this out i think it's a good resource and i would go from there so give that a shot but you know it shouldn't be too much different from the way that we do it for um most other sites so let me know if there's any follow-up their eagles and if you need help you can always email support at sabersim.com the team is always around and uh willing to help out with these type of issues if you're running into a specific issue it's just a little harder for me to troubleshoot on stream like that so but anyways we're gonna get back to the questions i see one more question in discord for today so got a question here from snowman 11 snowman said how do I upload lineups into DraftKings without saving games on DraftKings? Okay, so Snowman, not sure what you mean by saving games. So that that help doc that I just showed is also for DraftKings. If you need help specifically with uh, uploading contests or lineups for contests for DraftKings, but you know DraftKings, I could I could show a little better. So, you know, if I were to come in here, download, this will download the file for the specific slate that you have. You just drag this over here and then boom, your contests load. So then you go home, you're going to make two projection adjustments to comply with the DraftKings uh, terms of service, build your lineups, 
So we're going to get a couple lineups going here. And once these lineups load, we will fill our entries. And then we can use our handy-dandy tools to just get those uploaded. So, okay. So, boom. Lineups built. We like them. We're going to go to fill. I typically like to use unique random. And then I'm going to fill all of those. I'm going to hit download and open DraftKings. When I do this, it's going to download the entry file. And then it's going to open DraftKings and take me right to the page where I can upload the CSV of my lineups. It'll tell you, you know, if I had 89 entries, it'll say 89 of 89 confirmed or just like like good, no errors. And then your lineups are in and, and you're ready to rock and roll, ready for late swap. So, you know, the support docs as well as, you know, the demo that we just kind of went through should help both of you to get what you need for, for Yahoo and DraftKings. So let me know if there's any follow-up there. Going to jump over to YouTube chat. So I saw a question here from Neil. Uh, stack six and two. What does that mean? Okay, Neil, I saw you are here. Can you give me a little context on what sport or what, uh, where, like, uh, where you are seeing this at? If you could do that for me, that'll help me answer the question a little, little more. But, um, if I saw a question here, uh, you know, a couple comments in the chat, like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to get to everyone's question in the YouTube chat. We just got through all of the Discord questions, which we like to hit first. Hopping over to YouTube, starting from the start of the stream, working down. We'll get to everyone's question, I promise. So, Neil, uh, let's see. Uh, that's the dude above in the chat, LOL. I was asking him what he meant, disregard. Okay, got it. So, going to hit this question from Demetrius. Dimitri said, where can I find the core plays on SaberSim from Run Pure Sports? I watched the SaberSim video, and they had the core from Big T in, in SaberSim. Okay, so Demetrius, if you are a Run Pure subscriber, uh, this like screen will look a little different. Instead of saying SaberSim, it'll say RPS up here, and then the Run Pure version of SaberSim has some other features. So... Kind of over here next to the search bar, there's a drop down, and it'll basically tell you like uh, you could you could pick like a player pool. It's like a player pool filter, and it's a drop down, and it'll say you know Big T's core or or like Big T's player pool, or I don't know if like Hoop has a player pool, but it'll give you some different options, and uh, you'll also be able to use like their cores and their player pools and their projections. So all of that is in an add-on that is right over here. I'm using the Saberson version, so I don't have that here. But if you are having trouble finding it, what I would recommend is like, if you're in the app, just come over to the settings, hit report a problem, and then say, you know, not seeing run pure uh, core or uh, player pool. And then somebody from the support team will verify that and see that sometimes, you know, run pure doesn't post it until like a certain time in the day. I'm not really certain what their like posting schedule is. So if you're in the run pure discord, you can also also ask in there. Some of their coordinators might be able to get back to you with an answer as to when you will see those player pulls up in the app. So that's my best advice for you. there. going to keep rolling. Got a question here from RC Bremen said, just signed up last night. How do I upload lineup into DraftKings without first entering lineups on DraftKings? Okay, so uh, RC Bremen, 
you know, just walk through how to upload lineups into DraftKings. So if you, you know, go on your phone and reserve lineups or, you know, you do it on the desktop, however you do it, as long as you come in here and upload an entry file and we have this link that'll basically do it for you and then bring that into the app, then all of your contest information will be loaded and you can build lineups and fill them. So if you have any more questions, you know, that's what this stream is for. You know, if you have anything like really specific that you need help with, you can always email support at sabersim.com or use the reported problem link. And our support team is very responsive and we'll get back to you uh, really quickly. So let me know if you have any follow-up there. Going to hit this next question from, hold on one second. Let me block some spam in the chat. And going to continue from this question from King of Smack. says, when you go to build lineups, how do you offset it to get high exposure? And then it says, uh, just a couple questions in a row. So I'm just going to mark them all here. For NBA and NFL, how do you get the exposure to all the chalk and how do you adjust it? Like, would you put ownership fade high? Do you put correlation high on sim diversity? High, how do you adjust? Followed by question, how do you adjust your lineups when building? And how do you predict it to have a high score? Okay. Um, so, King and Smack, you know, I'm going to kind of try and hit these kind of all together here. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start with this middle one saying, you know, how do you get the exposure to all the chalk? So, you know, if you want to determine chalk and let's say, uh, I don't know if you have a specific sport in mind, but I'm just going to assume that we're going to talk about basketball since this is what we got up. So, you know, if you want to see who the chalk is, I would sort by ownership. If you click any of these fields, it's going to give the values to you in descending order. So based on the ownership at this point in the day, and it can still change, you know, Ben Simmons looks pretty chalky. Kelly Oubre looks pretty chalky. And then, you know, we go down the list, Scotty Barnes, Gordon Hayward. And then we kind of get into like this 20 range where it kind of flattens out. But I say, you know, these four guys are like really, really chalk. So, you know, let's, let's run a build and let's see what those four players are looking like. So I had Simmons, Hayward, I believe, uh, Oubre. And, and what you can also do is like in your build screen, you can also sort by ownership and then you can see how much of the highest owned players you're getting. So Simmons were over the field on him. Kelly Oubre Jr. were over the field on him. Barnes were about matching. And then Hayward, we are over the field in our first 20 lineups out of 500. If you want to see like what the pool looks like as a whole. So looks like we like Simmons more than his ownership in the pool of 500. We like Oubre more. Scotty Barnes is still about even. And then we like Hayward. So our pool exposures are pretty much reflecting what our exposures of our top 20 lineups are looking like, which is great. So then let's say, you know, you wanted all the chalk and, you know, you want, you want to get to Scotty Barnes. You want to get to like these four pieces over 50%. So all you would do is you would come in here and min exposures and then you would set it to 50 or whatever value you want. And then that will find more lineups with those players in them. You could adjust as many exposures as you want in this screen. And if you adjust too many, a message will pop up saying we couldn't meet your exposures, either dial some dial or turn off the recent changes that you made 
or rerun your pool. And then if you're going to rerun your pool, I would increase your pool size to hopefully meet those exposures. So that's how you do that. Uh, your other question, you know, when you build lineups, how do you offset it to get high exposures? So, you know, if you want to increase the exposures of some players, all you got to do is just increase this min exposure field to do that. And then last question was, how do you adjust your lineups when building and how do you predict it to have a high score? Okay, so the way that we sort our lineups by default is by a metric that we created called Sabre score. It's, uh, you know, the, the best definition is right here. If you hover over Sabre score, it says Sabre score is our way of quantifying the impact of upside correlation and ownership on the strength of a lineup. The higher the Sabre score, the higher the upside potential for DFS tournaments. So because Sabre Sim, you know, understands correlation, ownership fade, and works in Sim diversity, which is just, you know, how diverse your lineups are from each other in your pool. Uh, we, we understand those things really well. We balance them and then we work those into your lineups. And then after the lineups are built, Saber score goes through your pool of 500 and grades them all. And we grade them based on, you know, those three metrics combined. If you want to use something like projected score, you can hit this drop down and change it to projected score. If you want to see, you know, this will be like projected score descending. And then if you want to see, you know, some ownership, you can also see some ownership descending. So all of these things, you know, if you like want to value max salary builds, you could do that as well. So we have a couple options for if people want to like try out different things. I think it's totally okay to to use any of the above methods. We prefer Sabre score. It's defaulted to that because that's a metric that we really believe in. So let me know if you have any more questions. Happy to get to them all, but goodness, keep scrolling here. Uh, Manny said to infinity and beyond. Let's go, Andrew. What's up, Manny? Happy you were able to catch the stream at the new time. Just, uh, you know, getting in the Halloween spirit is all. So got this uh, next question here from Richard Riley. Uh, Richard said, question about the DFS profit plan. When entering approximately 5% per slate, how does that work? cross sites is that five percent total between Fandle and DraftKings if playing for example the Monday night showdown and to follow up five percent per slate isn't necessarily per night so if playing NBA and NFL showdown the same night those would be two different slates correct okay so Richard uh you you're you're on the right path here so when we say you know 2.5 percent to five percent that is like per correlated slate so if you're playing the seven game nba main slate and then you're also playing it on FanDuel and yahoo that would be five percent total because the same games are being used in all of those slates so your your outcomes are pretty much going to be like correlated to one another it, it's really unlikely that you know you're going to do like really really bad on DraftKings and then just bink on FanDuel, which, you know, can happen due to like salary and positional things. But like, that's kind of beside the point. The point is that, you know, the same players and the same games are being used for each site. So you want to only use like five, 2.5 to 5% total for all of your contests that include those games. And like you said, you know, if you're playing NFL showdown and NBA, those are like 
two different sports, so you can approach those completely differently. I will say that showdown is like NFL showdown is the most variant version of NFL. I myself like to dial my bankroll down significantly when playing NFL showdown. We've seen it like time and time again already this season. You just have like a guy that's in a smash spot and because it's one game of football, it's so variant and guys get hurt. And the perfect example is like last Thursday, Mark Andrews was in like a really good spot and he got hurt in the second quarter and was out for the rest of the game. Naheem Hines, when Jonathan Taylor was out, first drive of the game gets a concussion out for the rest of the game at like really, really high ownership. So, you know, anything can happen in one single game of football. I would recommend playing somewhere closer to like 1% to 2% on NFL showdown, just like in general. But, but to answer your question, yeah, if you're playing two different sports on the same day, you could do 5% and 5%. Or if you're playing like, you know, if it's like the, NFL Sunday and you're playing the early only and then the afternoon only because none of those games are on both slates. You can, you can also probably do 5% in both if you want to get more action that way. So just some general guidelines for the DFS profit plan there. Let me know if you have any follow-up. Okay. I saw a uh, comment from King of Smack said, thanks man. That was very helpful. Happy to happy to help any way I can. And then there was a uh, follow-up. I'm going to get to Neil's question, but I'm going to hit this follow-up from King of Smack. Uh, one more question. Would you use the 25%, 50%, 75%, 85%? Which one would you use for better exposure? Okay, good question. So I think that, you know, when thinking about exposure to players, I think it's important to um, – okay, and then, and then by the way, you know, you mentioned these specific numbers. So – what I think you might be referring to is the percentiles. So, so these percentiles do not have to do with exposure, which is like what you mentioned in your question. So I just want to, you know, do a clarification. What this does is it sets the player's projection to their, you know, 75th percentile outcome in the Sims. So if you go home and you see the player stats over here on the right. So this is like, you know, this 38.78 is Ben Simmons' average point scored in the Sims across our entire pool of Sims. And then this is what we're saying, you know, his 75th percentile outcome is, is like something that happens, you know, one in four times, scores 44.5, and then, you know, 95th would be like something he does one out of 20 times, which are like his like higher upside games. So if you're in a build, and you set, so let's just, uh, if you set, you know, this to like 95th, what it will do is it, it will overwrite all of the mean projections and then put the player's projections where they have their 95th percentile outcome to like, quote unquote, build for upside. We don't, we don't love this metric, mostly because not every single player in a lineup has to has to have their 95th percentile outcome for you to win. Oftentimes, you know, a set of players will have like really high upside outcomes. And then another set of players might have like something closer to their like 75th to 85th where they're still like above average, but you know, they're not like the pieces that really got it there. So, so, you know, 
a lot of times you'll 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 see that like looking through winning lineups that you know oh this one guy had like his 99th percentile outcome and then a couple guys also had like 95th and then you'll see like some it's more of a it's more of a mix it's not like a hard and fast everyone had to have their 95th so i we're we're going to be coming out with some lineup some new lineup sorting metrics that will kind of combat this uh it's been quite the uh, challenge for for us to kind of figure it out, but we think it's going to be a much better use overall. So I would I would highly recommend keeping this as average. And then if you are looking to make adjustments to exposures, you know I don't really like to think of exposure adjustments the same for every player because you know having having Ben Simmons at at twenty five percent ownership, I mean I'm sorry at twenty five percent exposure when his ownership is 43 is a lot different than having, you know, Kevin Herter at 12% ownership at 25% exposure. So I, what I, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I like to think of exposure in relation to a player's ownership. And, you know, if you say, you know, I want to play a lot of Ben Simmons you know, 40% might sound like a lot, but that's about the amount of lineups in your contest that we're predicting to have Ben Simmons. So try and think of exposure more as leverage, and which is why we have this leverage column. So if you sort by leverage, you can see where um, you're getting more of a player in your lineups than the field is projected to have that player so, you know, we have this like uh, 100% exposure to Taylor Horton Tucker, which I think there's probably something wrong with his ownership at this point in the day. A lot of time for Sims still to run. But, you know, in, in, a, in a world where this ownership is correct, you know, if nobody has him and then you have him in all 20 of your lineups, your leverage is way, way higher than the field. So, you know, you kind of have to like look at your exposure and kind of balance your leverage and say, you know, your leverage is really going to tell you where your stands are on the day. Like, okay, you know, I'm playing uh, Gordon Hayward in 75% of my lineups. The field, I'll only have him in about a quarter. So, you know, this is like your leverage plays or your guys that you're like really, really rooting for. And then the same with your negative leverage plays. Like, hey, you know, do I really not want to have any buddy healed and have this much negative leverage to him. So those are like the areas that I would focus on if I was building lineups for a contest saying, you know, am I comfortable taking stands on these guys that I have this much leverage on? And that's where I would recommend spending most of your time in the post build is kind of managing your leverage, managing your risk overall. So let me know if you have any questions there. Going to hit this question from Neil. Neil said, NFL showdown strat. I've been running a cash build to find the optimal projected lineup and using this as a baseline for how much salary to leave on the table in large field. Thoughts on this strategy? And then follow up from Neil. Yeah, I've been losing constantly in showdown. So it's so variant. It's crazy. That's why I generally only play the $1.20 max just for a sweat. And okay. I think this kind of, you know, builds on the DFS profit plan question that we were just talking about. So, you know, 
I think showdown is, is really variant. And I kind of just expressed that to you guys saying like, you know, I, I dialed down my own bankroll for that exact reason. And showdown is like a very, very interesting game because you're, you want to win, but you want to when when you win, you want to have a lineup that is duplicated lightly. So as soon as you start trying to duplicate less, you're kind of usually moving away from higher salary lineups or higher projected lineups in an attempt to get more of the prize pool when you do win. So, you know, I guess like the point is that the wins in NFL showdown can be far or few and far in between. And it's, it's totally normal. I'd say to like lose very often in showdown. You're really just looking for that, like, one time where you can win and have a lightly duplicated lineup and that will pay hopefully for your entire season of NFL showdown. So I would continue to exercise bankroll management, which it sounds like you're doing by only playing the $1.20 max. Um, continue to exercise bankroll management, continue to try and, you know, I would say, you know, continue to use like the single game simulations. So when you're playing, NFL showdown we'll hover over there and talk about tonight's a little bit uh just remember that you know we have a an entire database of sims and when you build for NFL showdown at 0010 settings we are pulling random game sims and building your lineups based on the optimals from our game sims so you should know that every lineup you have is backed with a game sim that had that outcome so, you know, that makes me feel like a lot more comfortable rather than just using a traditional optimizer that's just randomizing for uh, projected points or all of these rules that you have to put in. Knowing that the Sims back up the lineups I'm getting makes me feel a lot uh, stronger going into the tournaments overall. I would say that, uh, you know, just, just looking at the question one more time, um, you know, ways to, to get unique. I know Max talked about this. If you didn't see Max's video, so Max Steinberg, high stakes pro partner at DFS, took down a uh, Thursday night showdown, the flagship $1 million, solo shipped it, and he came on and talked about his process after after the fact, and it was a great video. We did a, uh, he walked he walked through his entire process I would highly recommend checking out the video if you haven't seen it. I'm going to pull it up right now on stream to show you guys it. But let me just find it really quickly here. And let's see. Okay, found it. So it says, you know, Max Steinberg joins to discuss his Millie Maker victory. This was in Showdown. Max gave a bunch of great nuggets about showdown strategy overall in this video. Highly recommend checking it out. It's something that I've watched a couple of times myself. Max is a really, really strong player and continues to have great results. So if you're going to listen to anybody, listen to Max Steinberg 100% and uh, let me know, you know, check that out. Let me know if you have any follow-up once you do that. But going to bring Saberson back here. Let me see if I am missing anything here. So... Uh, you know, Neil said, yeah, I like having to sweat, but I expect to get zero back, especially with the way I play. Got to get weird to avoid these dupes for sure. And, you know, that's why bankroll management is so important, but like, you know, 
there was a um there was a the theory of dfs podcast the one that jordan did an interview on about like i'd say like a month ago there was a recent episode and i think the title of the episode was uh you know you look stupid until you're not and and that's kind of the approach it sounds like you have neil so you just just keep grinding away um you know if you're interested in studying winning players lineups there is a free roto grinders tool called results db as in database and you can go to any showdown slate and uh see and type in you know giant squid type in max time m steinberg 09 type in you know any person you think you would consider a good player and you can kind of see what their lineups look like um you know people have different opinions about whether that is useful or not personally i think it's useful if you look at a large sample and just you know i'm not trying to dissect what each person did in an individual lineup but you know look at different people's portfolios of lineups and uh i think it'll give you like some insightful tips if that's something that you're interested in doing so those are my thoughts on showdown there um let's see if we have any more questions see a question here from robbie morris say can you explain why players with multi-positional eligibility is so advantageous in NBA. Thanks. Okay. This is a question we haven't talked about yet. So happy to talk about this one. So I would say, you know, what it really does is that, and and especially for players using tools like, like Sabersim or, you know, I guess other optimizers as well. So what the multi-positional eligibility does is that instead of like a hand builder who is just kind of weighing these factors in their head, you know, a tool like like at, like any optimizer really can now now it has basically more lineups that it can build or more ways to get better lineups due to the positional eligibility. So, you know, if you see this, I mean, Ben Simmons can be used at all these positions. And, you know, every single player for, you know, the couple hundred players on the slate, like this isn't really something I could balance in my head and kind of figure out, well, you know, if I use Ben Simmons in the small forward spot versus the point guard, then I can do this with my lineup. But that is a, but that is something that optimizers can do really, really well. And it's something that Sabersim can do really, really well. So, you know, the, the, the more positional eligibility somebody has, I think like the more of a quote unquote, like Jack of all trades, the player can be like, you know, he can be your point guard. He can be your small forward. He can, you know, go in your utility spot. So you just have a lot more ways to use certain players and the, the optimizers can really take advantage of that and kind of maximize a player's efficiency when they do make it into your lineup. So those are my thoughts there on positional eligibility uh, something we haven't talked about, so so really happy to touch on it, Robbie. Okay, so Neil said, yeah, so that's kind of my question. Is building the cash optimal a good way to determine how much salary to leave on the table? Yesterday, the optimal left almost 2K on the table, so I tried to use lineups that left at least 2K on the table. Okay, so, so Neil, um, I will say that it's not something I do personally, so I can't really speak too much on it today, but I know it is something that Jordan likes to do on the run pure stream. So every Thursday uh, prior to the NFL showdown, 
we do a joint stream SaberSim and RunPure about how to use the SaberSim app. And it's, it's a uh, RunPure stream. So Jordan does it with, I believe, AP from RunPure. And I know that is something that they do. So let me talk to Jordan about it. I'll talk to Jordan offline and then come back tomorrow and kind of tell you, you know, what he thinks are like the pros and cons of doing that approach. Cause you know, I'm not going to discount anything that, that anybody else is doing just cause I don't do it myself, but you know, I can't really speak on its use case until I kind of know why somebody else is doing it. So I, I I'd be really interested to talk to Jordan about it offline, kind of hear what his thoughts are for, you know, why he does it and what he gets out of it. And then I will start tomorrow's stream off with a follow-up to that. So, you know, I'm just going to, you know, cash builds for showdown. I'm going to make a note of this and then talk to him offline. But let me see, you know, what the potential use cases are there. And then I'll follow up on it first thing tomorrow. So my best advice there. And I saw, you know, you said no. Awesome. Didn't know about that stream. Thanks, man. So, yep. Happy to happy to get back to you. And, you know, I don't want to talk about something that I'm not too familiar with when I know other people on the team are. So uh, I see RC Bremen said, thank you. Just got my lineup on DK. Perfect. Awesome. King Smack said, I see Giant Squid at the top all the time. Dude's a ghost. Uh, I believe the correct term is that the dude is a robot. So uh, that's a that's a that's a joke that we like to say, you know, Giant Squid is indeed a robot, not not human. But uh, anyways, if anybody has any more questions, get them in the queue now. That was our last question in the YouTube chat. Looks like we got through all the Discord questions as well. Not seeing anything else coming in. The only follow-up I have is that, you know, this show is going to continue to be at this time slot. So, you know, hope everyone enjoys the uh, the move and makes it more likely for people to join in and get their questions answered. But you know, not seeing any more questions. We'll be right back here tomorrow. We're going to get the emails out to all of the Max Challenge winners. Congratulations again to Seminole DFS and Kelvin Dubs, uh, our winners for week eight. If you're not in on the weekly Max Challenge, there is still a time to participate. So that being said, everybody, I will see you all tomorrow and take care.